right, mother father. Welcome to That Sucks, presented by Handshake Agency. A podcast that you're listening to right now. Unless, yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. We're it's coming to you from true. two different studios. Yep, we're coming to you from my studio, Hammerspace Recording, here in beautiful Morley, Western Australia, where ash is falling from the sky. Yeah, it's weird, man. Like, the sky's orange here. Yeah, We've I'm, got bushfires. I'm going to like Bad bushfires happening. Yeah, it's and pretty- we're also in the middle of... Uh, Lockdown as well. Pretty wild. Should we just take a so second to uh, fill in our listener about let's do what's it. happening? Um, well, I mean, we're recording separately, not because Troy has diarrhea, but because we have a uh, community case of COVID, the yeah. UK strain. So we're all fun, in lockdown. Not an outbreak per se, because there's only been one case, but still, as a uh, that's a case. It's yeah. one more and than we had as a couple of, days ago. As of recording, we've got we've had two days of zero yeah. new cases reported. Did you watch that press conference from um, McGowan? Did you watch it live? Uh, yeah. You know the TV networks are just like, they're just coming like nonstop right now because everyone's finally watching the news again. <laughs> like, yeah, I've no, wa- people, people turn it on and wait for him to say the numbers and then half of them, or most of them just turn it off. I watched the whole press conference. I actually watched the news last night as well. Or maybe it was the night before. It was one of the two. Oh, but. You're all grown up. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, so how are you going with the whole thing? I mean, yeah, fine. I was supposed to start teaching tomorrow, uh, yesterday. So obviously... Everything was announced was Sunday, week. Sunday, like midday Sunday. When did you hear about it, by the way, as it happened? Or did you get like the tip uh, off, like, was, oh, there's a press conference coming? I was in the car going out to lunch with Sarah and I was like, oh, McGowan's doing a press conference and it's our premiere, for those who don't know. And I was like, let's just sit in the car and watch this because it's about COVID. And then he was like, uh, bang, as of 6 p.m., lockdown, full lockdown. I was like, okay, maybe let's not get sandwiches. Let's go and buy some like groceries. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, when we went into the shops, it was like relatively normal within the space of like 20 minutes. It was like, you couldn't move. It was insane. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't go to the shops. I think Amy went Oh no, She went on, she went yesterday just to get like milk and stuff, milk and eggs and, you know, just simple stuff. But some of those, yeah. those images were pretty crazy because like, you know, people are fucking animals. So chill out. Whoopsie. But, um, the, no, the, like, the mask thing, wow, wait, Neither have you. You haven't worn a mask yet up until this point, right? You know what? The only time I wore a mask was I had to go to the Apple store, and um, they made me put a mask on to enter the Apple shop, and that's the only time. But that this happens. was like when Perth was doing relatively well, right? This yeah, that was probably like lockdown. August last year, I reckon. So that's um, that was pretty good. That was like still whatever five months or something after everything began. So, but you know, as you know, we haven't really needed it, so it's kind of um, yeah, it's just happened, but. Uh, as I said, I was supposed to teach yesterday and now that's this first week of, I guess like the f- uh, first week of schools and like I teach at TAFE. So the first week of TAFE has now been pushed back a week, which is a bit pushed of a pain, back, yeah. but it's not really going to affect my life that much. Um, provided that it does go back next week. I had three, three gigs booked for the weekend, which as I said to you, um, you know, in theory, the lockdown is supposed to end on su- uh, Friday evening at like 6 p.m., and if that's the case, I'm still able to do my gig at like 10 p.m. on uh, on Friday night. So we'll see. I'm not really banking on that one, but hey, it hasn't been officially cancelled yet. So I guess we'll wait and see. I don't know if I feel comfortable about it. I don't. I don't know. Would you feel comfortable at doing a gig on on the weekend if the, if it came up? Not really. It just kind of seems a bit like it depends. Like if you really needed that money, then that's a whole other thing. But if it's like if the venues are following the guidelines and the guidelines say it's safe, then well, that's true. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I mean, the funny thing is I played on Saturday night 
I did two gigs. I did, um, so I, from like 4.30 PM till like 11.30 PM, I did two gigs in pretty crowded venues. And yeah, I was going to say like no social, we, we went, Perth was not observing social distancing prior to this New. Um, lockdown, right? No, we're basically just living life as normal. We have been, as you know, we've been living normally for months and months and months. Um, everything feels, feels weird right now for two reasons. Like firstly, we're in lockdown and um, we haven't experienced that yet. And we've got the mask stuff. What's really strange uh, in relation to that is the fact that if I check Instagram and Twitter and most of my Facebook, uh, no one's talking about it at all. You know, yeah. I follow so many people that are national or international that this is a thing that's like either existed for, if you're talking about people in America or whatever, then they've been going through the worst of it for the, the entire time. So it's like, oh, Perth's got one case. Wow, a <laughs> big fucking deal. So no one's talking about it. That's pretty much the only COVID updates that I wanted to give. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add? Well, not really. I mean, but by the time this episode comes out, probably everything's going to be changed. And that's why we decided not to do like another like COVID episode, because like you just illustrated to the rest of Australia, even this is they've they've dealt with this before. Yep. By the time we release it, everything's going to be just outdated. Yeah, it's, um, it's weird. In it's fucking to it's this, so weird. In the meantime, let's talk about something completely unrelated. What's the topic We're for today, We're going to be watching Dan? a lot of TV and nothing makes you feel, uh, you know, nice and warm inside, like some nostalgic kids tv kids tv right. tell me more children's tv were you allowed to watch the simpsons as a kid i was uh probably from... yeah do you know that some people weren't allowed to watch the simpsons as a kid i do i'm i was like nothing was really off the cards in terms of like cartoons when i was growing up what about south park? Things like south park perhaps. yeah yeah south park was the only thing where like i'd watch <clears throat> it and be like this is so naughty i love it yeah but you think you got to think like south park in say like what 97 when that came out you were born like the year that The Simpsons came out. So, or maybe the year after The Simpsons came out. So, 1990. Yeah. Like by the time it hit the early 2000s, I think everyone was sort of over the Sim- the uh, over the South Park. But like by the first couple of seasons of The Simpsons was still pretty racy. Yeah. So, well, there was a lot of reasons I saw that people were, or wouldn't, wouldn't let their kids watch because things like there's heaps of sexual references, Homer drinks a lot. Uh, something I didn't think about, Lisa's constantly getting put down just for trying to better herself. Um, Bart's a bad role model. Um, I don't think the Lisa thing like would that. have really been thought of in 1990. You don't think? No, not really. I mean, just I everybody think, hated Lisa. Everybody. Yeah. Every, like, because Lisa still, I've been I've been rewatching it, man. And Lisa still kind of sucks for most of the show. This is like some good episodes, but I don't know. I don't. Lisa doesn't. I don't relate to Lisa at all. So, um, but yeah. and that, saying it's that, funny, I now relate more to Homer than I do Bart. I don't know if I actually honestly relate to anybody in the family, but um, but everyone loves Bart and everyone loves Homer when you're a kid, when you're a, a little boy, and you don't really know any better. I, did you really? Did you realize how dumb Homer was at the time? Not really. He seems to get. A little more stupid every season, right? I remember there's that um, that episode, like they have that um, special episode, and somebody writes in and they're like, they ask a question and they say Homer gets, you know, more stupid every season, and <laughs> Troy McHugh is like, that's not a question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that ep- I bet that's the 137th episode special. I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Somebody um, on Reddit posted, my parents don't let me watch The Simpsons. And this made me laugh. They said, my parents hardly let me watch any good TV shows. Like, I can understand why they wouldn't let me watch South Park or anything like that. But why The Simpsons? 
They tried to let me watch it one time, but Homer said the word pornography and my dad got so mad and turned off the TV. <laughs> then I looked up pornography on the computer and my parents found out. So now I am in insane trouble. I hate them so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That just sounds like a bit of a troll post, but yeah, it's it's interesting. The Simpsons now, by today's standards, does seem very kind of um, tame. Like, and when you're a kid, you're not watching it and taking in all those adult references and things that yeah. people tend to overanalyze. I think there's so much of that ingrained in in cartoons. Um, there's there's so much uh, possibility to to allow that with the animation style, and you know the the jokes being kind of two layered or three layered or whatever it is you can't necessarily do that in everything um but obviously anything drawn you can make anything look a certain way like there's all the the a classic example is the well in the little mermaid it looks like prince eric's like a huge hog do you know that one what <laughs> no oh he's got like a massive throbbing erection at one point or a huge dick or something i'll just look it up i gotta say after researching this episode my browser history is like if anybody's looked at it, it would be like what is going on with this guy yeah i'll read you the, the headline disney had to remove this accidental erection from the little mermaid so have well, you never uh, who posted that what what's the source there well, I mean, this is a known thing. There's like, oh yeah, there's a still image, and it's when they uh, they're getting married, and just the, it looks like Prince Eric has like a huge erection, but but so it was unintentional. Well, unintentional. You never know with these things. It's like maybe it was unintentional. Maybe it's the sort of thing where you, uh, as this person says, look, and it's a blink and you miss kind of thing. Who was yeah. watching that closely in that area, and they were like, bang, gotcha. But that's what I mean, man. You can put, you can litter. Uh, animation with things like that because you know it's just it's all animated it's all drawn you know it's like you might have one drawing in one frame kind of like what they did in fight club it might be just one tiny frame of uh some like motion blur thing uh where you're putting like all this weird imagery in there um it's a lot more difficult to do in something filmed you know what i mean so yeah but that's that's Unless the you're cool like you're like was the actor did was that actor did he have an erection during that scene or yeah like, what's going on there so um but yeah, getting back to the Simpsons, you know, like with the dialogue and the stories and stuff, it's um it's pretty easy. They can they slip those little things in there. They do that with the animation too, but uh, often with the um just some of the subject matter. Um, like you sent me a couple of links to some Simpsons shit, like this morning that I had to read through. I actually read the links that you sent me. Do you believe that? Wow, thank you. Well, you- that was mainly like the you know the inappropriate the ten most inappropriate things the Simpsons have done like those kind of things and like inappropriate jokes you might have missed all yep. those kind of articles. Did you put two and two together that um, snuggling was like fucking? I don't think so. I mean, I, I wasn't how old, I would have been like under ten when I was first watching the Simpsons. Yep. You know, the fact they called it snuggling means that they were intentionally softening it for kids. Yeah. And like Mr. the Mr. Plow thing where um, she tells Homer to wear the Mr. Plow jacket in the bedroom. Like I didn't get, oh yeah, they're going to plow. The Simpsons seems to be that one thing where growing up it was like, oh, my parents wouldn't let me watch the Simpsons or, and I feel like you miss out on so much having not grown up with that in yeah. the 90s and early 2000s. But well, a good friend yeah, of mine, that's uh, actually, I know, I know for a fact he wasn't allowed to watch the Simpsons and even uh, as an adult, he still had never seen an episode of the Simpsons and didn't want to. Because he thought it was really crash, crass and childish. What? Yeah. The Simpsons, that's kind of an example of um, the content itself being up for debate. What I want to talk about is you sent me something that uh, is about the creator. So not like the content you're watching. <laughs> okay. But- 
and the for context, actions changes the context of what you're watching. This so is please, the- please, please explain. You, this is this this is where the episode idea stemmed from. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Please un- unveil I'll, everything. Well, I'll give a shout out to um, a, another podcast, the Daily Zeitgeist, where uh, host Jack O'Brien, formerly of Cracked.com, uh, brought up Ooh. brought this to my attention because I didn't know this. But um, you know, Dan and I, we both have children. Um, mine's a year older. Mine's a year and a half old, roughly. Daniel's is coming up on a year old. Congratulations! A little bit, a little bit of time to go. Thank you. There is he's never a, watching The Simpsons ever. <laughs> there's a lot Sorry, of continue. children's programming available for free on YouTube. You know, I think like you guys probably aren't watching that much kids TV right now, right? No, not at no. all. So like ABC Kids is awesome, um, and there's a you can watch all of the kids shows on the app as well. You can stream it whenever you like. So if you want to watch fucking bananas in pajamas at any time of day then you can do that. Um, and or, that's safe content. Like everything yeah. through that is like vetted and the creators, anything dodgy going on, you'll probably hear about in the news. And yeah, exactly. Like and a lot of the content but when you is, When you branch out to other platforms like YouTube, for example, there's not that same kind of scrutiny. No. And, and like, I don't know yeah. this for a fact, but like the ABC, uh, I guess how it's run, maybe uh, there's always been like a huge amount of children's content on it. And I guess the BBC is kind of the same, I guess being that it's like government run or whatever. I don't know how that all that sort of stuff works, but I don't know if the same thing is the case all around the world. So I don't know how readily accessible kids entertainment is um, in, say, America, which I'm sure it is, but I don't know to what degree. You know, it's very, for us, I think ABC Kids is just something that we've always grown up with and we'll talk about other programs on that anyway later on. So I've been uh, aware that on YouTube, there's a lot of kids programming being being made and there's some really sinister shit on there as well. Um, there's a lot of kids channels that are just, they're real mindless entertainment and they're coming out of like really strange places like Russia and stuff. It's that, not it's not exactly what we're going to talk about today, but um, there is like a huge amount of kids programming on there. There's one that apparently is massive. One kids, like independent kids content creator um, that's massive on YouTube and his name is Blippi. And have yeah, had Blippi. you ever heard of Blippi before I sent you Blippi? a couple of days ago. I had never, you said, you said, Hey, watch this. And I was like, eh, yeah. this is interesting. It's just this guy who's just like, he over exaggerates everything. Yeah. Like he's, you know, he'll be in the backyard doing like an Easter egg hunt and just talking. It just seems like, you know, generic children's content. Yeah, exactly. Like bright and colorful. And I saw him described as a Mr. Rogers for the YouTube age. Yeah. Like he's, I think he wears blue and orange. Um, he's like, he's our age. He's born in like 88. So he's like, legit our age. And, um, as far as I can tell, like he's a guy that just started making kids content for his nephew or something. Cause he didn't find anything online that he liked. And, um, yeah, fi- flash forward five, six, seven years later. And he's this massive, massive deal. So well, the last time I checked, he had something like 11 million subscribers on YouTube and makes somewhere between like a hundred thousand dollars a month and a million dollars a month in advertising revenue. Like it's big business, you know? But yeah, so anyway, I watched some content and, um, and then I and I sent some videos to you and I said, check this guy out. And then I sent you an article. So do you want to take over from here? Um, I will just describe the BuzzFeed reveal and then uh, we'll go into a bit of an explainer. Yep. So before he was blippy, he was Steezy Grossman and he pooped on his friend. Like, I think you really undersold that, <laughs> that description, but yes, he did. So as the story goes, this guy, Blippy, who again, he's our age, this American dude. 
um, before he he started like doing he's like thirties, like early thirties, yeah, early thirties. Before he decided to do these kids programming, he was just he wanted to be a gross out comedian because thinking back ten years ago, right before the YouTube boom or as the YouTube boom was happening, um, everyone was trying to find an angle, right? And there's, that's the case with a lot of things. It's the same with uh, podcasts, um, but people trying to put content out there because there's all of a sudden like decent platforms to be able to uh, make that happen. So he. Yeah. He really wanted to do uh, the gross out comedy. So the video that he created was a parody video of the Harlem, Harlem Shake. Do you want to describe the video <laughs> like in better detail? Right, I'll use Have this BuzzFeed article. I couldn't find, I think he's, he's done his best to remove. Which all, is amazing. Um, Isn't that amazing that this guy scrubbed this video off the internet? All right. Thanks BuzzFeed, even though we kind of made fun of them in the last episode. Um, the Harlem Shake meme went viral in early 2013, and it kind of describes, you know, one person dances to the soft part of the techno song, um, and then when the beat drops, is like a jump cut, and it reveals a whole crowd of people dance, dancing wildly, like in costumes and things like that. He took it upon himself to do like a gross-out version of it, and it starts off, it's kind of set in like a bathroom, um, and he's sitting on a toilet with his pants around his ankles, and he's wearing a tank top glasses and a bicycle helmet and he's kind of just like bopping around to the beat just kind of casually the beat drops and then there's one of those jump cuts and you see him standing sideways on the the top of the toilet he's fully nude except for his helmet still and some sunglasses Uh, on the floor there's a a friend uh, who's like leaning against the wall and BuzzFeed describe it as a contorted shoulder stand he's he's fully nude except for goggles and a swim cap uh, and then after a few seconds of dancing on the toilet, there's poop goes everywhere and it goes everywhere. Yeah. He has like and explosive diarrhea. Yeah. All over everything. Buzzfeed said, I love the Buzzfeed will just, whenever they get like cease and desists and other, you know, legal and uh, internal emails, they'll just like publish them. So Buzzfeed, I think they posted the video and they got a, a cease and desist from his, his attorney. Yep. Just kind of saying, we, you know, we, he owns a copyright for this video, remove it. And then they uploaded to their site an artist's rendition of a scene from the video. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. That was so good. It was like stick figures, basically. The video on its own, it's not great, but as they point out, it's not hurting anybody. Yeah. Um, and she's as, into as it too. She, know, the the um, author of that article was like, this is just really funny. It's like nothing bad. It's gross. Don't get yeah. us wrong. But, you know, uh, I think what, I think the problem is that uh, he's now a children's entertainer. So, you know, that's not really something you'd expect. From, not something you'd expect, yeah. but. Um, now you and I, let's just talk as parents for a second. How much does this bother you? Scale of one to 10. Uh, it's, it's, it's two separate things. It's like, if it was, if, if, if I'm just talking about him on his own, sorry, about, what's his name? Sleazy, sorry, Steezy Grossman, that video on its own, it's like, it doesn't bother me at all. Like I don't, I'm not necessarily into it. If it's like, okay, my son's going to watch his YouTube content. I don't really think I'd mind as long as like my son Isaac doesn't start googling this guy and find that video which I don't think he would what's funny to me is like I I heard this story on this podcast Uh, let me just quickly rephrase too because like the way it was pitched when I heard this was that in the video he shits on his friend's ass which is so funny like that idea of like just pooing on another person's bum I love that so much um, just him like taking his shit on his friend's face. Like that to me is not funny. 
Um, if it, like if it was on his arm, that's kind of funny. On his chest, that doesn't make me laugh. But like on his ass, I'm like, that's that's the perfect sweet spot. That makes poo comedy, bum comedy. Put them together, you got gold. Back to your question before, I don't think it bothers me purely because what he did wasn't like actually hurting anybody. If it was like if it was revealed that this guy was like you know had abused people or was yeah. a creep or something i think then i'd have a big problem with him and yeah like had content. a wobble water or given like that. that like he's changed he's he apologized for it like it's it's gross it's weird like, you don't have to like what he did but yeah you know so I'll, I'll just quickly um i didn't really uh like finish what i was gonna say it was just that like when i heard this story and i heard that that he sh- he pooed on his friend's ass i had to immediately go and watch his videos uh, his kids' videos, not his poo videos, but like I had to go check out this guy's kids' videos. And then I told everybody that I knew. And I'll be honest with you, I've now shown my kid his videos because I think they're pretty funny. And I like this <laughs> what, guy. The poo videos? You sicko. <laughs> no, no, I like this guy's kids' content now. And I like him more as a person knowing that he's done this stuff. And I think it's just because, like, as you say, he's not hurting anybody, but like he did that video when he was in his like early mid 20s. Of which we've all done yeah, really he, dumb stuff. Like we've all done weird poo videos in our early twenties. Yeah. As he, you say, he also acknowledges that like it's not appropriate for yeah. what he's doing now. So it's not like he's like I'll get over it or you know I'll do what I want. Or he's actually been like, yeah, that's not really something that I'm and like proud of in terms of you my know, new career path. You know what you just said? You go like if Isaac was looking up Blippy videos and like Googled him and then came across a poo video, that would probably be pretty pretty bad. I think the fact that like he's taken an active stance. I mean, probably for his own benefit, not for the kids' benefit, but, you know, your our kids couldn't just go and... F- if you and I can't Google and find that video easily, then our kids are probably not going to be able to do it. So that's yeah. good. It's like, all oh, right, he which did might, something Which really- might have been why he put so much effort into removing it from the internet. Like, he might not care if other people, other adults see it, and, like, us want to find yeah. it. It's more like if... And you know what? Like, fuck, man. People paid, like... $20 a ticket at the cinema to go and watch Jackass do far more disgusting things yeah. than that. You know, like people sat in a, in a cinema full of hundreds of people watching like other people chug vomit and like do other things like that. Yeah. So, so it's not in context. It's like, it's pretty bad, but it's like, yeah, who cares? It's just, if he wasn't a kid's entertainer, it wasn't, wouldn't be a big deal. But as I said, man, like he's taken every effort to, um, uh, to scrub it off the internet, which would have cost a shitload of money as well. So I'm all, I'm all for this guy. Like, good on you. You you did the right thing. And by all accounts, it hasn't affected his career at all, right? Well, I mean, by the sounds of it, it's just made him more popular. Yeah. Well, hey, made made him more popular in my eyes. Yeah. So when when you sort of mentioned this guy, it got me kind of um, thinking about like this for an episode. And I, I did some research. One of the first things that popped up was uh, John Dillamand. Does that name mean anything to you? I feel like it does. <laughs> John Dillamand. Tell explain. So there's a new animated children's show in Denmark called John Dillamand about a man with a giant penis. Yes, that's where I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it's it's by the Danish equivalent of the BBC, a network named DR. Uh-huh. So it's like you know, it's not like some rogue, weird Ren and Stimpy esque animation that's just kind of snuck its way onto like a It's government funded television, right? 
Well, if it's a, if it's the if it's the Danish equivalent of the BBC, then I assume so. Yeah, that's what um, the the Guardian said. Um, and the Guardian, so this this is the the Guardian's description of it. I guess that they did a review. They said John Dillamand has an extraordinary penis, so extraordinary in fact that it can perform rescue operations, etch murals, hoist a flag, and even steal ice cream from children. Jeez, what exactly does the pe- penis do? The penis is uh, exposed, or is it contained? It looks like it's covered in a large, like an extension of his pants. Hold on, let me send you. Okay, this video. right. Can you watch this quickly? Just yeah, yeah. And then we'll we'll both be on the same page. Describe what you're seeing. <laughs> wow. Oh no, they just chopped his dick off with some hedge trimmers. What? Oh, he's using it like a pogo stick. Whoa. So it's like clay. Is it claymation or not really? It looks. It's like it's sort of like an animated. It's meant to be like in the style of claymation, I think. Kind of like you know, like Fireman Sam esque. Eh? Yeah, um, he's cooking wieners on his um on his Weber. That's pretty cool. Or light it up. Better hide that. He doesn't wear shoes. Oh wow! So wait, he's taken. He's using his penis to pick up the gas to throw on the barbecue to help light. Just, the, so wait, because uh, I, I I can't remember what it, what, what it looked like anymore. Is it? Is he got clothing on it? He does, right? Like it's not yeah, exposed. He's, it's like he looks like in. he's wearing a swimsuit, like a one-piece swimsuit. And yeah, his his wiener just kind of pops out like a candy cane and is able to do stuff, <laughs> I guess. But it's weird. So <laughs> the, like I just froze the image as we were talking. So he's I'll just, just quickly once again describe. He's lighting a barbecue. He's got some sausages on there already, which is a bit weird. You know, you should light the barbecue and then put your sausages on, but whatever. And so he's lit a match. It's not working. So he uh, he steps away. His enormous penis, which I'd say looking at this would be maybe from this particular image, three to four meters long, which just pops out. He just has ultimate control over the length. Not the girth, just the length. And he uses it to um, lasso this the gasoline and then he unscrews it and then pours it on the barbecue and then the barbecue bursts into flames, which I'll be honest with you, Keeping gadget penis. Well, keeping my penis away from open flames is probably the first safety concern that I would have. But he seems to be going going hard, so to speak. So I don't know. Oh, maybe man. he has. Maybe it's like a titanium colossus esque penis that he's got control over. Uh, maybe the rest of his body isn't like that. I don't really understand. But hey, you looked so engrossed when you were watching that before. Like just your face <laughs> lit up. You, you look like a child watching like a nineties cartoon. You know. So you know. Obviously. Yeah. People are condemning it, and other people are backing it. And I was like, "People are backing it. This is new, isn't it? So it's pretty was, new, right?" The Guardian quotes a clinical psychologist who works with families and children, mm-hmm. um, and like this person said, John Dillerman talks to children and shares their way of thinking. And kids do find genitals funny. Yeah, they do. Amen. That's me adding the amen in there. The show depicts a man who is impulsive and not in any way control, who makes mistakes like kids do, but crucially, Dillerman always makes it right. He takes responsibility for his action. When a woman in the show tells him that he should keep his penis in his pants, for instance, he listens, which is nice. He is accountable. Yeah. Hey, that's that's a good point. It's such a weird concept. Who thought of that and who approved it? Like, I don't understand. Couldn't they? I, I, I don't know, I man. Don't the Danish are a, um, a, a weird bunch, I suppose, but that's cool. Like, I never really did it, but I bet you were the type of kid to just draw huge dicks on things when you were a kid. Not me. Are you referring to like a super bad-esque montage of... Well, yeah, but he just really, he was like hell good at drawing dicks. But I remember kids in like, even in high school, just like 
they would draw a stick figure and then the dick would be like 16 meters long. Yeah, and- but this show is like intended... Like, aimed at kids who are like four to eight years old who don't that that's just before you get into that dick drawing phase well, in school. maybe like, it's a maybe it's a problem that in australia um we don't obsess about penises uh, enough till we get older maybe that's that's a cultural th- problem on our on our behalf do you know what i mean yeah actually I guess that's we'll a very know. good point like it's kind of easy for us to sit here and talk about and debate this danish tv show but our cultures are so different yeah and you know like that. it's so it's really dumb because it's just, it's like he's, as well, you said, it's like go-go gadget penis. That's exactly what it is. It's not like, it's it looks like a candy cane. Like, it's covered the whole time. You don't see, like, flesh on any of it. It just has this, like, weird, <laughs> like, big stringy thing that comes out of his pants that is doing stuff. Like, um, like so Masupalami's tail. Remember Masupalami? Like- remember Masupalami? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like Masupalami's tail, but, like, on the front. So, in that context, it's like, this is just really silly. Um, I don't know what sort of... Uh, affect this kid. I, I'm not a uh, kid's psychologist, weirdly enough. So I don't know what sort of actual effect this could have, like negative effect, but it seems pretty harmless. Yeah. I think I'd be okay with well, my kid watching this. Maybe not at like two, or maybe probably at two because he wouldn't understand what he's watching anyway, but... Um, four to eight was the intended age there. What's interesting is like, that's just, it is what it is. Like it's not trying to hide the fact that this is what that show's about. Yeah. You look at shows that we watched when we were growing up and they're like, this is a great example of something that's kind of embedded within what seems to be a safe space, Ren and Stimpy. Yep. That's a show that aired on Nickelodeon, which was just a, you know, a flat out harmless kids station the same day that Doug and Rugrats aired. Yep. Made their debut. So, you Same know, day, did you that, say? Yeah. Wow. Same day, yeah. That's so, wild. I didn't you know, know that. Looking at that, you'd think as a parent, okay, like Ren and Stimpy, just a cartoon about a, what was it, like a meerkat? Was, was it? It's a chihuahua and a I never knew what they were. They were just weird animals. But that's a show that has so much, like, in it, it, this combines what we've been talking about in regards to not only is the show weird itself, but the, the stuff about the creator, which we'll go into in a second. Mm-hmm. And that was almost like more... Kids, I, I guarantee you, kids whose parents were like, you can't watch The Simpsons, let their kids watch Ren and Stimpy, not realizing that it was just demented. I actually wasn't allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy as a kid, but I was allowed to watch The Simpsons. Well, thanks for ruining my point. Yeah, um, bitch. There's, I mean, there's, there's an episode... Wait, so have you watched it at all? I've watched it, but not very much of it. Because um, I, I mean, wasn't so there's, to. there's an episode where Ren, he, he plucks the nerve endings out of his mouth oh. in like graphic detail. There's like there's frequent suicide references, weird sexual vibes, heaps of violence. Yep. But like as a as a kid, I watched all that, and I was more like laughing at how you know the characters like over exaggerated their emotions, and they were yelling, and it wasn't so much what they were doing or saying, it was like how they were doing it. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't like watching that and being, you know, and like I'd laugh at. There'd be like um, there's a uh, a scene where they go door like Ren and Stimpy go door to door. And they knock on a door and there's this huge horse there. Um, and it does like a close-up of his nipples. Yep. Um, and like, I just thought that was so funny. And then there's like this walrus that's like, help me. Like he's being held captive. Yep. Like I didn't pick up on that when I was a kid. I was just like, my brain just didn't even compute what was happening. Are those things so so subtle and running stimpy to kids that it does have like, it can cause issues because it's just like little things here and there that I don't kids know. take on? I think it's like, I don't... Again, I'm not a, I'm not like a kid's 
psychologist, so it's very much speculation. But oh, don't say that. You're, you're better than that. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, it's like all the stuff Go he on. talks about with The Simpsons, though. I don't think it's. I think even if you are ob- observing it, observing it, sorry, uh, and you are kind of get it right, uh, registering that it's something, not even that is good or bad. I don't know how that, how much that can actually, or that has affected me or you. You know, it's um, like other people prim- perhaps it could, or maybe, but like. I, I just, I still don't know, like, unless you're putting it into context, which you don't have, like, that's why a lot of those jokes didn't really make sense until you rewatch them. You go, oh, that's what that was about. Um, the Mr. Plow thing, for example. You go, like, oh, that is dark. Yeah. But in, in some of them aren't, aren't even that dark, you know, it's just, um, I think like the ki- the kid will just take away what they choose to. And like, there'll be, it's not going to be the case for every kid. Cause as you say, everyone's going to be different, but maybe it's kids that have got a, like a special trauma that would uh, that would respond way more negatively to that. Um, I don't. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. It, it has to be sort of case by case, you know, like or uh, situation by situation. But I, I don't know. The, um, it's, it's hard to say. So in 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 2018, um, the creator of Ren and Stimpy, mm-hmm. John, I can't even say his last name, Chris Glucifi. Yep, I'm terrible. Yeah, no, you did great. Um, he was accused of like of sexual harassment, sexual misconduct with underage girls, um, like predatory behavior and things like that. It was all uh, documented in the Ren and Stimpy documentary, which came out this year on Amazon Prime. Happy, happy, joy, joy, the Ren and Stimpy story. And he was just, from that, he was just like a nightmare to work with. He got fired during the show's second season just because of like how he, he acted in a professional sense. Not even in regards to those allegations that came out years later. Ren and Stimpy was weird and violent, and they they snuck past a lot of stuff past Nickelodeon to get it onto air. The creator, um, John, he would do stuff like uh, in the documentary they talk about. He went to Nickelodeon because he'd have to take the storyboards to them to approve before they started like animating and everything. So there's an episode called Man's Best Friend, and it features a scene where Ren just beats a character half to death with a canoe. Oil. Um, he took the storyboard to Nickelodeon. They said, no, this is children's TV. We can't air this. This is way too violent. John went back to the animators and the staff of Ren and Stimpy and said, yep, we got the green light. And then they spent nine months creating an episode. They submitted it. Nickelodeon just turned around and were like, we told you no, like nine, ten months ago. We're not airing this. And so like he'd do things like that. And sometimes he got things past the network and they got to air and... So that's why the show's got a lot of weird, weird stuff in it as well. Okay, interesting. It's so weird though because it's just such a '90s. It's so stereotypically '90s. I think we've talked about that a few times. The um, the violence and the extreme nature of it. Um, and the the best example for me is like professional wrestling. Um, like that's one that I always come back to because there was a particular wrestling documentary that I watched back. Well, it came out in like say '98, but they, it's so violent. Everything about it is just violent, violent, violent. And um, an extreme with an X. And that's just, I don't know, man. Like for me, everything in the 90s just like revolves around that. Um, Whereas you come into the 2000s, I don't know, everything felt a little bit more tame and safe. Maybe that's, um, maybe that's like a a weird way of saying it. But I mean, no, I think you might be right. It was tame and safe until the introduction of more technologies. Like as soon as kids had devices and access to the internet, that's when things got, you know, and things now are weird. Like, have you heard of the Momo challenge? No. That's that. Look up Momo right now. M-O-M-O. On Google. Yeah, you're going to have freaking nightmares. Kind of looks like Wednesday Adams, but like a monster. 
It's it? terrifying. Everyone's just um, so social media all the outlets reeled it as children and enticed by using a moment to perform a series of dangerous tasks, including violent attacks, self-harm and suicide. Oh, that's pretty scary. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll explain what you just mumbled. So, like, this character Momo started popping up everywhere, like, mm-hmm. kind of infiltrating YouTube videos. Like, a kid would be watching a video, like a seemingly harmless YouTube video, and then this Momo character would pop up out of nowhere. Yep. And sort of encourage kids to perform like dangerous acts like self-harm and like violent things yep. um and you know keep kids playing Fortnite. there'd be like pop-up windows that would be like hey text this number on whatsapp and so it was this thing where like kids were getting exposed to this scary character with bulging eyes telling them to just do like that's next level you know we can debate like oh the simpsons are inappropriate and ren and stimpy's weird but like when it's actually like an interactive thing that's yeah absolutely like as a parent, like how can you control that? If you, if you put on YouTube for a kid, you know, and it's a, a seemingly harmless video and then randomly it cuts to this Momo character and is saying all this like disturbing stuff, then yeah, it's kind of hard. That's why like, you know, I think that things at like the ABC are so good because then you have this, this thing you can trust, hopefully where, you know, you can put it on and not worry about these weird Weird things happening. Yeah, except for the fucking bananas in pajamas, man. They're so useless. Are they? How so? Just watch an episode, man. They're fucked. The bananas. Not really. Come on, give me something here. Give They're something just to the so listeners. Dumb. Like I still don't really. Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of kids programming that I don't really understand how the characters can be so dumb. Apart from the it's fact almost that like, like, like you're not the intended audience. Mm, it doesn't sound right. I just want you to briefly discuss um, Plasmo. Because I thought that was really funny. If you can just um, talk about Plasmo. I think I know exactly what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Like, <laughs> so is that the BuzzFeed article? There was an, going yeah. back to BuzzFeed. Yeah, there was just like an There's article like, that you sent me. And like, you don't have to segue. Just like talk about uh, about Plasmo and the, and the one thing that you know I want to talk about. <laughs> okay. It's like this weird, again, it looks almost like it's like a puppet based um, kids show. Did you watch it? You must have watched it. I watched it, but back then I didn't think about it. I didn't um, like it too. So, as BuzzFeed pointed out, um, they said, "Did we mention that?" I guess the main character's name is Corridor. I think Plasmo Co- is the, the main character, but like uh, Corridor. Oh, well, this is, like is this side character. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. There's this um, character called Corridor. Corridor. Uh, and I as think. BuzzFeed said, they said, "Did we mention old mate Corridor had a vagina for a face? Because he did. His whole face was a vagina. It's like and." Once- Oh my god! It's like so funny when that's actually pointed out. Did not it's understand that all. Yeah. Also, uh, around the twist, that was that was weird. This the same article points out. It says, "Remember that time that Pete pissed on a tree, waking the tree spirit, and then the tree spirit got him pregnant." And there's oh, another example good. where, um, br- here we go, uh, br- a, a magical fish swam up Bronson's dick, right up his dick, which made him a brilliant swimmer. Oh yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, that's some weird shit. So maybe. maybe we should just be worrying less about like the Simpsons and more about like you know, yeah, the nineties. Well, I think that yeah, the nineties were weird. Yeah, no wonder our, gen- our generation is completely fine. Yeah. like mostly. That's like, a whole. That's a can of worms, boy. Anyway, yeah, go on. Yeah, so to round things out, like, how are you gonna, you know, as Rory gets older and he gets his own device and things like that, like, how do you monitor what they're watching? I know there's like child locks on things, but kids get to a certain age where I'm pretty sure they can crack those various like bits and pieces and find ways to access content they maybe shouldn't you know what where i'm at as a parent is 
several years away from wanting to worry about that stuff. So I'm just going to bury my head in the sand until it becomes a reality. Well, because things will change a lot. Uh, you know, technology will change a lot. Yeah. Situations. There's no point planning now for something like. Yeah, good point. You know, it will like, be happening in three or four years. Think about when we were kids. How desperately anything you weren't supposed to watch, you wanted to to watch it or explore it somehow. So, no matter what, like, obviously our kids are gonna do that. It whether it's at eight or it's at fourteen or whatever, they're gonna um, they're gonna be finding a whole bunch of crazy shit on the internet. But like. I'm just trying not to worry about it just yet because he's still at the point where he's he's like hell excited whenever he sees a bus, and it's like that's cool. Let's um let's deal with that while it's a reality, and when I have to worry about him finding like you know weird porn on the internet, then I'll um I'll sort of deal with that. But I'm like, <laughs> you know, even the stuff that we've just mentioned today with some of the um you know the Simpson stuff, the Ren and Simpy stuff, stuff that we grew up with, uh, it doesn't. I don't think it was the end of the world. I don't think a lot of these things are the end of the world in the long term. Um, again, with that, I have no evidence to back that up. But so, well, look, let's leave it there, and our um, our listeners, the thousands, tens of thousands of listeners, can comment. Uh, then go to our website www.thatsucks.co.uk and um, and leave us a comment on the um, on the contact us page. Or you can just go to thepodcasts.com.au and listen to a great bunch of other content around. I'd really like to get the green room. I'd really like to get Neil's and opinion on all of this. All right. Well, uh, we'll leave that there. The Neil, the ball's in your court. Well, look, yeah, we'll leave it there. But um, hopefully, if you're in WA like us, um, we Stay get safe. through this okay. You know, Here's I don't know about you, man, but I, I feel like the color of the sky has changed over the course of this conversation. It feels less orange. The sun's just come out and there's a rainbow. And it's, <laughs> well, it's no, beautiful. but now it just looks cloudy, whereas it looked like hell. That's it, definitely, uh, you're describing a bushfire, sir. Yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully it's all clearing up and everybody's safe, but um, yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. Um, cool, man. Anything you want to say before we wrap it up? That is going to be it, I think. Thank you for listening to another episode of That Sucks, and we will um, we'll see you again soon, hey? Peace out. We'll hear you again soon. We'll talk, we'll talk at you again soon. Absolutely. Bye. 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 Bye.